Welcome to A Savored Life, a podcast that inspires you to live a more fulfilled life with mindful writing, intuitive cooking, and creative inspiration at its heart. I'm Sumaya Osmani, your host, and on each episode of A Savored Life, we have inspiration that helps you free yourself from preconceived ideas that hold us back from fulfilling our true potential. And that all begins with allowing ourselves to trust our intuition. Now, today's episode focuses on the magic of manifestation. How would it be if we could harness the power of the universe to align with our aspirations and our dreams? Now, before you think this is all a bit woo, today's guest will inspire you to believe otherwise. I'm joined today by Jess Collins. Now, Jess Collins is the feral writer. She's a story sifter, a shapeshifter, a soul coach, and the mistress of manifestation. She's known for her straight-talking yet soulful approach, and she tells tales with texture and truth. Personal, powerful, and impactful, she gets into the heart and hearts and minds of those that she works with, and she changes how they think and feel about themselves, creating soul success. And I know this personally because I have been through that journey with her. Recently, Jess was named the top 100 change makers of the big issue, for the big issue, and Jess works in the beautiful coast of Cornwall that makes me extremely jealous, creating courageous content for authentic brands. So let's meet the manifestress. Jess, welcome to A Savored Life. Hi, thank you for having me. (laughs) I am so excited to have you. This is the one podcast I've been waiting for, and I'm so glad we could do this. Now, Jess, I'd love to start right from the beginning. Now, given a bit of an introduction, but let's really just talk about you and you know, what you do, because you do so many things and all of them are impactful, but just let's break it down. Great. Yes, there is so much, like you say, you know, there's content and marketing and manifestation, but really all of it has the same outcome that it's all about creating a life of soul success rather than, you know, the traditional success that society teaches us we need to hit a certain milestone and climb a ladder and I think so many of us have been on that path. I have, and I know you have, you Mm -hmm. know, climbing these corporate career ladders where we are traditionally successful, but that's not the same as soul success and what makes you happy. And I think there came a point in my life where I realized I could be a lot happier working less, being more present and doing what I really love. And that sort of formed the heart of everything that I do. I think the beauty of it is that when you start from a really true place, a a personal journey like you have, then you know how to help people. And that is what I really want to know. How is it that you help people and where and how do people come to you and what are they looking for? Quite often, people don't even know what they're looking for when they come to me. Sometimes it's someone thinking they want some website copy, but... It's hardly ever about the copy. In my experience, it's almost always about what lies beneath that. And and I always talk about the brand that lies beneath, which is, you know, the unraveling, the finding their authentic voice rather than what they think they want to sound like. It's always a journey of, you know, unpeeling all those layers back and seeing what's really beneath and who they are and what's changed in their life and where they want to get back to that reconnecting with themselves and their essence and their purpose. 
Absolutely. And and I think that in a way just makes you, you know, a therapist. And also yeah. you do. <laughs> yeah. and, and I think that, you know, and that that's an interesting time to come to the point that you do coach people. And how is it that you came to coaching? Because obviously you were a marketer, you, you, you're a copywriter, you're a writer. How did it all come to coaching? Would you know, believe it or not, in my past life, in my successful life, I was a business coach. I did business coaching and ah. mentoring for three or four organizations. And um, I actually helped with a government startup scheme to help unemployed people start their own businesses, which was really rewarding. Um, but I learned a lot about the different routes people go into business. And I found that a lot of the companies I was working for, I didn't actually agree with their ethos. And I, you know, I felt like it was quite one dimensional. And for me, I really wanted to offer something that was more than business coaching, but encompassed the business element. And that's where the Soul Sessions was born. It's wonderful. I think your Soul Sessions is the thing that really peels those layers. Because I think one of the main things is, like you said very rightly, you come with the idea of getting copy for your website, but you realize what you're trying to do is sound like everybody else. And you're not allowed because you feel like everybody wants to see this certain thing on the internet, but actually they want to see you mm. and you get to that real you. Yeah, 100%. And that's what it's all about. And a lot of the times it's just because people are afraid that if they are themselves, they'll repel people. But mm -hmm. what actually happens is they attract the right people. And, you know, when you're scrolling through social media, there's so many of the same sales pitches and the same templates and, you know, this grab my copy and my swipe <laughs> formula. And, and that's the problem because everybody's sounding the same because they're all using the same text from the same scripts, from the same leaders. And, and, and I just think it's about taking that out and sitting with yourself and saying, hang on, who am I? And what do I want to actually say? Exactly. Absolutely. So this brings me to manifestation. Now, what is manifestation? So manifestation or the law of attraction is actually really simple. It's just about putting yourself in a vibrational frequency, the same as the universe, so that you can attract the right things to you and you can stop kind of forcing the situation because I find that a lot of the people I work with, a lot of entrepreneurs, they're control freaks, you know, <laughs> and you know, we've all been there. They're type A personalities who have taken so much responsibility for their own success that they feel like they always need to hustle and push and force and prize the fingers to get what they want. And it's about learning when you push, when you pull, when you release, when you surrender and mm. how to work with the universe rather than always trying to force a round peg in a square hole. Absolutely. And this is where I'm going to use one of and I and something all the listeners should know is that Jess should really have her own dictionary because she comes up with the most incredibly inventive words, many of which I have, you know, pulled into this podcast because I love them. <laughs> and one of them is, what is your manifest story? How did you come to manifestation? Yeah, exactly that. I started it from a very young age without knowing my father was really into manifestation. And he would all, he was very sort of old school, you know, he read all the really old fashioned traditional books. Mm -hmm. And he would often teach me, you know, like mirror practice to look in the mirror and tell yourself positive phrases only and to believe you could be anything like I grew up honestly thinking I could be anything. I, I never realized there was any kind of limit to what I could do. And I think a lot of that was the messages he was embedding in me. Um, but I didn't really officially get into it until my early 20s, when I started my own 
sort of dedicated manifestation notebook. I didn't really know much about it at the time. I didn't label it. I just wrote down everything I wanted, all the dreams I wanted, and I collected images of what I wanted and stuck them in. And I wrote in beautiful colours and wrote positive affirmations and quotes that I'd seen that I loved. And I read books on positive mindset and, and law of attraction. And I'd take anything I liked from that and stick it in the book. And, um, and things in the book started to come true. Um, and once that happens, you gain some kind of, you know, manifestation momentum. Mm-hmm. You know, you get things moving, you start to see results, and that gives you confidence. And more starts to happen because you start to open up to the possibility and embrace, you know, the opportunities and that's really what happened and um and that was the start of it and it's you know it's been 20 years since then and I think a lot of what I have to be grateful for today is stuff that I've called in through my manifestation practice and manifestation is so strongly linked with you know how we use the universe to really allow these things to happen in our lives because we are obviously it's a, it's a mixture of mindset and attraction and and the universe and and it's really interesting because a lot of people don't really think about the power that the universe really holds and i'd love you to give us a little bit of insight as to how the universe works and how we can really work with it rather than against it yeah i think a lot of it so it's I, it's like a co-creation process where it's part you and part the universe so if you can imagine saying something negative to yourself every day, it's sort of self-affirming and it can turn into something real. If you believe it, then you it kind of happens. And that's exactly the process. So there's always universal energies happening that we're just not aware of. And I always explain this as like a current, mm. like a current that runs beneath us that we're not aware of. And if you dip your foot in the current, it, it can sometimes feel quite strong and, and a bit frightening. And people just need to get in and go with the current. And that's really frightening. That means sometimes letting go of things that you think are right for you or, you know, something that you've spent hours and hours or weeks and months and years working towards, like, for example, a a career or something that your degree is, is in a topic and realizing that it's not for you. Just letting go and trusting the current because this is, is a really supportive current. And even though it's strong, it will always take you to the right place. And sometimes that means a breakup of a relationship and sometimes Mm -hmm. that means a breakup of a career but it's all for the greater good it just doesn't feel like it at the time so sort of the number one lesson that I always teach is absolute trust that what you think is not always right you live inside your mind and you have to trust in this greater power and it's not about you know it's not about religion it's because this runs through multiple religions if you look into it every religion's got a, a a stream of you know what manifestation represents yeah, it's literally about just living in tune with the universe and trusting what's going to be delivered to you. And, and you know, I mess this up like anybody. I, I try and force the hand of things that I think I know better, you know, and yeah. every time I get sort of smacked back down and reminded, <laughs> I'm reminded that, oh, yes, I'm a partner. I'm not yeah. the boss. I'm the partner in this. And it's not just my voice in the mix. Yeah. And and I think that, you know, something I probably have realized is I'm very strongly connected to my intuition. And for me, every time I don't trust my intuition, it is it smacks me in the face. And in many ways, the intuition part is what works together with the universe as well. A hundred percent. And you know what? I will always champion intuition over ego because Mm -hmm. it's our ego that keeps us in the wrong in the wrong place. And that doesn't necessarily mean ego in the sense of self-importance it's just the the rational mind that tries to control everything and 
you know, let's look at it and say, you know, I've been doing studying this for 15 years. I'd be a fool to let it go. I hear this from clients all the time, but I've done this for 15 (laughs) years. I've done this for 20 years. But I always just say, what happens if you let go? Let go just for one month and let's just see where the river takes us. Yeah. And I think we all fall into that safety net that, you know, we've done so much hard work, you know, can't give up now. It's not going to serve us to give up. But actually, sometimes it's exactly what serves us is letting go. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And now let's like, you know, a lot of people would not understand how to begin to start bringing manifestation into their lives because it can be overwhelming because it's something that you've not, you know, intuitively decided to do or you've never actually come across it i'd love to pick your mind about five ways that you could really in a very simple way allow manifestation into your life sure okay i'm going to narrow this down to five yeah i know it's hard (laughs) (laughs) um i think start with um defining what you want because a lot of people don't actually add shape to what they want so they will say they've got bad luck or things aren't going well but they've never defined what well looks like for them So it's putting your goals in place and saying, these are the three things that I want to attract to myself, whether it be um, a creative career, it might be a romantic relationship, it might be um, a home that feels like a safe sanctuary, whatever it is, it's knowing what those things are, sort of three to five things and writing them down so you know what your intentions are. Because, you know, if you don't write down what you want, you've got no chance of getting it. Yeah. So that would be number one. Um, And then number two, I think, would be to um, put a gratitude practice in place. So to be thankful for what you have already, because that's something that uh, a lot of people don't do. And those that do do it, do it very um, ad hoc. There's no real practice in place. So it's about sort of I do in my book, I talk about a gratitude Pomodoro. It's like a 25 minute period where you just write down everything that you're grateful for in one hit and you sort of turn it into a bit of a game. Um, it's just about every day thinking what you're grateful for. And when you think you've run out of things, there's always something else. You know, right now, I'm grateful for the technology to be able to speak to you in a different part of the world. Yeah. You know, I'm grateful for the fact that, you know, my dogs are with me and I've got really nice furnishings and a nice notebook and my creativity. I'm grateful for that. So it's thinking about even the little things that you have gratitude for and trying to practice this as much as you can. Um, number three would be to watch your language. Language is everything and it's something that it's easy to slip up on. So that's what you say to yourself, what you say to others, um, what you say internally, what you say externally, what story you're telling people about yourself. You know, it's so easy to go. I've got friends that constantly say, you know, there's no good men out there. I'm single. Mm. You know, all the good ones are taken, but they're reaffirming that sort of narrative and, and yeah. they, they find what they say because they've put it out there. So they're just getting like a boomerang. Their own story comes back to them. Um, so definitely watch your language. And even when you positively affirm something, it's good to say, to be really mindful about that language, you know. So rather than saying, I want no debt, because you're using the word debt, you instead say, I'm financially abundant or money flows to me easily. Or so you're using different language all of the time and trying to avoid that negative language. Yeah, because that's something that's very easy to do. Yeah, it really is. And and also a part of that is gossip. You know, it's very easy to get caught up in gossip culture and it's encouraged mm. by, you know, like the tabloids. Um, yeah. but, but gossip culture is sort of, it's not positive language. It's, 
it's just you've got to be so careful what you say and what you put out because the universe is always listening and you're listening you know internally it, it, if you look how you feel after you've gossiped you, that that bad feeling comes in and it's you so you watch how you're feeling all the time and be in tune with what you're saying and how it affects things really yep. um and then what number am i on number four number four now yep <laughs> number four i would say um let's think I think the power of visualization is really important mm. and that's visualization in your mind, but also um, like the practice of it externally. So putting images of what you want to see. Uh, this can be done in a variety of ways, you know, a screensaver on your phone or I'm a big advocate of screenshots of things you like online because that's like a mental picture and, you know, everything I ever screenshot I've attracted to me even when I haven't known where it's from or what it is. Yeah. Um, the universe sort of helps conspire to bring that to you. So images on your wall, images from magazines, mood boards, you know, uh, screensavers, and also taking time to sit and, you know, see those things come to life in your mind and really visualize and meditate on that visualization. Um and then the last, am I on number five? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've got so much I could say. <laughs> I know. Uh, the fifth one I would say would be um, a space and surrender because people don't take space. So whenever I talk about manifestation with my clients, they want it yesterday. They want to mm. know what can they do now that's a quick fix. You know, manifestation is not a McDonald's. You can't just drive through, pick it up and eat it in 10 minutes. <laughs> so, so it really is an ongoing practice. And I really encourage space, you know, taking time away and really dreaming rather than always trying to do, 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 you know, l l like the lunar cycles. There's, yeah. there's moments of give and take, of ebb and flow. And it's about knowing when to sit in stillness and just sit with it and trust and knowing when to take action, you know, really inspired action. You can't always be in a yang state of mind. You can't always be achieving, doing, reaching, pushing, approaching, you know, pitching. You can't always be like that. You've got to have space for reflection and surrender and trusting the universe is going to meet you in the middle. Um, and, and a lot of that is about surrender. It is about saying, you know, I explained to someone the other day, you are putting your order in for what you want, like in a restaurant. Do not then go into the kitchen and start telling the chefs how to make it. You know, <laughs> yeah. they, you need to trust that they're going to deliver it to your table. And it's, you know, you've done the bit of putting your order in. Now there's a waiting period and a trust period. And, and I find that a lot of people try and override that bit because yeah. it's, bo it's boring. <laughs> it is. And, and people are like, have I got it now? Have I got it yet? Why haven't I got it yet? Why is the universe not helping me? And I'm like, because it's been 48 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think that is something that, you know, everybody's guilty of being impatient, wanting these things to work like magic, you know, overnight. It is magic, but real magic takes time. Yeah. You know, real magic takes patience and it takes belief and trust. Yeah. And and that's that's it. And and I think that these these are wonderful. I mean, I know that if one really wants to delve deep into it, you know, I, I we should talk about your ebook yeah. because Jess has got this wonderful ebook and I think it was a complete passion project for her, but it's going to be big because it is very um, easy to grasp for someone who doesn't understand manifestation, but it's also great for someone who has practiced manifestation before because it allows you to just, you know, they always say that change happens if you 
you know, do something for 21 days. Yeah. And and I think that, you know, 21 days of 21 different things that you can do to bring manifestation practice into your life. And the book is beautifully named Manifested. So tell us a little about the book and um, how you came to it and what people should expect from it. So you absolutely nailed it in that it had to be a mix of some something that was accessible for people who don't know about manifestation but also for those who've got experience with manifestation but either don't have any focus with it or can't keep up the regularity of it and keep sort of letting it go and aren't committing to it or um or a bit overwhelmed you know a lot of the stuff out there on manifestation it doesn't quite you know it can be a bit vague yeah and I I wanted to really narrow it down to say here's 21 days here's 21 activities or exercises for you to do and here's, you know, how it's going to look. So it's all really simple and you can re- repeat it. And at the end, I think there's I've given sort of a bit more information on things you can do to expand that practice. So I really wanted to make it achievable and accessible for, for everyone. Um, but yes, I have wanted to write this book for so long. And it's, you know, you know what life's like. Yeah. Your, jo- your job gets in the way and I've got two young daughters and I'm busy with work. Um, and it was only at Christmas when a friend came around for a coffee and was picking my brain about manifestation. And she was saying, what about this? And what about that? And how does this work? And I just thought, you know what? I'm going to write the damn book. <laughs> I, I'm just going to write. So I literally sort of rolled it out and said, if I do this much a day, this book will be done by X. And that's what I did. And that's I brilliant. wrote it and got it designed. And my designer was grumbling away about the fact that he had to do it. He had to design around the moon cycles. <laughs> um and uh, but he did it and and here it is and I absolutely love it and I you know I, I love that you've printed it out yeah which I love um <laughs> which isn't something I did because I thought you know I need to make it accessible to people yeah. since you've done it and I've shared it now everyone's asking about a printed yeah. copy <laughs> but um, yeah. you know I wanted the ebook so that anyone could access it you know and you know yeah, I, and I've I, been yeah it. And that's, you know, it's a real gift to the universe and it's a real gift to, to humanity because when you make a book, e- an ebook, you make the price point accessible, you make the fact that someone, who, you know, can print it out if they want to, but prefers to read it online, they can read it online. Yeah. And, and I love that every chapter has a few exercises for you to do. And one of the reasons why I printed it out and had it bound in a magazine style was because I want to take it with me wherever I go and, and work through it and come back to it and have, you know, my eyesight's nearly gone. So I need something that's big. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, and I can't keep looking at the screen because all I do is write and I just need time away. And in a way, I wanted it printed out because it was the whole idea was to get away from everything. Yeah. And if I'm on the computer, there's no way I can do that. So, yeah, I do recommend it highly and I recommend that you do print it out. And I think that is, you know, you can something that you can take away with you whenever you need. Yeah. So thank you for writing it, Jess, because it is a real gift and it's beautiful. And I love how accessible and intuitive it is. Thank you. Thank you for you know <laughs> talking about it and for championing it. No, absolutely. I only champion things I truly like. So um, yeah, and people that I truly love. So thank you so much for being with us today, Jess. It was just brilliant talking to you. It always is. Thank you. Likewise. (laughs) Thank you. So thanks to Jess for being here today. And I really hope that this has given you some inspiration to think about, you know, bringing manifestation into your life because it isn't woo. It's real. It's true. It's honest. It's the best the most creative and the most authentic thing that you could do for yourself. 
anyway, before I end, I do have some exciting news myself. My founding member launch to my membership club, Savored, is opening for just one week for founding members starting the May, May the 2nd. So I really hope that you will look into joining the waitlist, which is at the end of this podcast. Now, Savored is not just about what's on the table, but it's all about what's in your heart. So Savored will inspire you and your creativity to find your intuitive voice and encourage personal growth. I hope to see you there. Now, finally, if you do love A Savored Life, I'd love you to help grow it by rating it on your podcast platform. It would be so appreciated. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to A Savored Life again with me, Sumaya. And until next time, choose a slower life, choose a savored life. Mm-hmm.